Welcome to Investors Insights. Our topic today is emotion, news, and markets. No surprise there why we chose that topic. And before we get started and I introduce you to my dynamic portfolio strategies team, uh, I want to mention the fact that on March 1st at 11 o'clock a.m. Central Time, we will be hosting our virtual Investors Insights meeting. You can join us for the brainstorming, the dialogue, and our insight about where we think we are in these markets, economy, and the news that's going on. You can also join us on March 3rd at 4 p.m. Central Time. You can register with Felicia Ludlam. We're going to be having discussion, Q&A, and there's a lot of information we want to provide you. But today, we want to address emotions, news, and markets. And joining me to have that discussion are my distinguished colleagues, as I like to refer to them, Bobby Norman, Trey Booth, Adam Van Zant, and Ty Miller. They're going to be bringing insight in terms of market volatility, in terms of energy prices, in terms of market fluctuations. And by the way, is anybody working out there in this economy? Ty Miller will address it. So with that, let's get started here. Bobby, in our meeting, you talked about uh, markets, corrections, uh, wartime. Elaborate on that because a lot of people are nervous with all the news going on out of Russia and Ukraine, inflation and interest rates. Yeah, for the first time since March 2020, the S&P 500 is down 10% from the recent highs, which technically means the market is in correction. And so although this isn't comfortable, investors need to remember that there's an average of about one 10% correction on the average year. And after going nearly two full years without a 10% correction, it's not out of the ordinary for us to be having a period of volatility, especially with a combination of what's happening in Ukraine, but then also with the Federal Reserve uh, most likely raising interest rates in a few weeks. But I want to show you this chart. And the good news is that looking at all the 10 to 15% corrections since 1980, the future returns are quite strong. As always, yes. you know, no guarantees, but returns are higher more than 90% of the time and up more than 21% on average. So one reason for the great performance after corrections is that the new money from opportunistic investors is invested in the market when there's a pullback. So we're watching things carefully as always, uh, and there's no doubt about it, the next few weeks will not be dull and we'll continue to keep you updated. Yeah, and I, I thought that was great insight that uh, you brought to the table this morning, Bobby, and really appreciate uh, that research. And tying into that, uh, Trey, uh, you know, we're getting calls from clients about inflation and energy prices. And, you know, they're like, oh, my word, I was at the gas pump. Have you seen the the, the price of gasoline right now. So elaborate on that in relation to the markets and energy prices. Yeah, absolutely. The, uh, the, the oil prices definitely uh, skyrocketed to the top of the news page. And, and I think everyone's interest because it is the most real-time inflation gauge that I feel like the average consumer can see just every day driving down, filling up the pump. And, and, and what, what consumers are feeling is definitely accurate. Uh, the so far this year, the price of oil has averaged eighty six point four dollars a barrel. That's the highest since the third quarter of twenty fourteen. Uh, but you know, there's an old adage that the solution or cure for high energy prices is high energy prices, and typically that's because at a certain price level, energy companies are making making enough money where they will then invest in producing more energy, and that and, and that by itself, producing more energy, increasing supply brings prices down. And so the greed of the energy companies 
typically causes their own downfall because they often overproduce and you'll see a huge collapse in energy prices like we saw in 2014, the last time prices were this high. What's unique about this scenario is that capital expenditures, which is the amount of money that energy companies are spending on increasing production is actually at lows not seen since the mid 2000s. We're not seeing that spike up. And so the capital expenditures is something we're gonna have to watch closely that will have to, the increase in capital expenditures will have to precede the increase in production, which will then precede a decrease in price. So something we're watching closely as geopolitical events that occur and as prices remain high, we'll likely start to see these energy companies take some of those profits and reinvest in growing their production. Is both Bobby and you are, are talking about there's a lot of pieces to the puzzle here. And right. the information we provide, especially when things are so emotional, when the news is coming out so fast. This kind of information gives great insight to clients on what we're watching, as well as uh, the, the navigation of where it may take us. So yeah, that's, that, that's excellent, Trey. And then Ty, you know, prices have gone up. People are saying, but you know, I, I can't get anybody to help me at this uh, location or that location, but we're, we're seeing an interesting thing on jobs. Talk about that. Yeah, I mean, it's definitely a, a tight labor market. Um, as you'll see in our investors' insights, the labor force has shrunk considerably. Um, but with that being said, you know, we, we did get a bit of job information. We get the big report um, this Friday, but the, the information we got last week was initial claims for unemployment insurance. Um, those were down. Those were 232,000 new initial claims for unemployment insurance. Now, that may sound like a lot, Um but that was below expectations of 235,000. And on the flip side, continuing claims of unemployment insurance are actually at their lowest level in 50 years. That's right, since 1970. Um, so we are seeing some improvement there. Yeah, so, so the jobs are there. We're seeing growth in the economy. So uh, a lot of positives on, the, on that as well. And then Adam, with the emotions out there, and you know, our, our theme continues, emotions, news, markets, uh, talk about the volatility of this market. Absolutely, Greg. And those emotions led to a lot of volatility last week in the markets, especially on Thursday and Friday, with Friday's close on the S&P closing at 4,384. That gives us a new short-term resistance level of 4,435. Yes. The new support level of 4,335. So we went over intermediate technical analysis along with long-term technical analysis last week. That's something to really keep an eye on. Also, the year-to-date moving day average of the S&P 500 is 4,510. So that's still trending above the market, but that's something we're really going to want to keep an eye on moving forward. Yeah, we're going to have volatility here uh, with that emotion. Uh, but a lot of times, as Bobby talked about and everything, there, there are opportunities there uh, you know, going forward. And we just need to understand uh, the different ranges of the market as we look for those opportunities. So on that note, I just want to say, we hope you found this information uh, very valuable. Uh, we hope you share it. We, we, there's a lot of people out there asking questions, looking for guidance, having anxiety. If you're having anxiety about the market, the news, uh, the emotions out there, don't hesitate to call us. We want to talk to you and keep you informed. Simultaneously, if you can share this with others, and give them insight and help keep them calm during this time period, we greatly appreciate that. And also know that the debate continues throughout the week on our social media, our podcast, LinkedIn, Twitter, Facebook. 
We are determined to keep you informed in a variety of ways, high tech, high touch, and utilize all of it. And we're available. Also, last Friday, we sent out a great letter, I thought, uh, with research and information on it. Click on that, read your emails. We're not sending these out to fill up your email uh, box, you know, there. So just for what that's worth. With that said, we hope you have a great week as we enter the last month of the first quarter of 2022. We're going to keep you updated. It's not going to be dull, but know this. We're prepared to deal with the emotions. We're prepared to let you know what news you really should be focused on. And we're prepared to watch these markets and navigate in relation to your financial blueprint. We want each and every one of our clients to have a better, richer, fuller life. We thank you. Have a great week.